You're listening to the Sam Oye Podcast, the program that uplifts your spirit, renews your mind, and transforms your life every week. And now, here is your host, the Reverend Sam Oye. First Chronicles chapter 12 in verse 20 to 22, I will use the amplified version. As David went to Ziklag, these men defected to him from Manasseh, Adna, Josabad, Jediel, Michael, Josabad, and then Elihu and Zilethai, captains of what? Please hear that clearly. As at this time, David didn't even have hundreds, much more than hundreds, but captains individually of what? Thousands. The Bible says they defected and they came over to him. Verse 21. What did they come to do? Let's look at verse 21. What did they come to do? They helped David against the band of raiders for they were all courageous men and all seven became commanders in his army so this is how David got his commanders verse 22 and I want everyone who want to experience the same to read verse 22 and I wanted to read it loud and clear one two go Uh-huh. Let's read it together. Get one to go for at that time, day by day, there came fantastic. So I'll read my version. Day by day, men kept coming to David to do what? To help him until there was a great army like the army of God day by day men kept coming day by day men kept coming lift your hands to the Lord and just declare that day by day men keep coming to me lift your hands and declare that before the Lord right now day by day day men will keep coming to me to help me day by day declare that over yourself day by day men will keep coming to help you let it be so in jesus mighty name we'll pray amen i was speaking to you this morning on how to attract and keep destiny helpers how many of you need destiny helpers here just like how many of you fantastic it is my custom to always let you know that you can start small things all alone by yourself but you cannot do big things all alone by yourself it's important to write that down and let that be a concretized principle in your life. 
small things can be done by me. Big things require us. You can give birth to a child by yourself, if at all. But trust me, raising a child will require much more than you. In the first place, there is no such thing as you give birth to a child by yourself. Because some people will help you. So you can start a small thing by yourself, but you cannot finish, build, and finish great things all alone by yourself. So put these words down. Loneliness is the recipe for smallness. You can never grow bigger than the size of your network. You have gone as far as the people you are connected to has permitted you or have permitted you. There is no such person in this house today that will say, I am self. What self what? You are self-made? How did you learn to write English? Someone taught you. How did you learn to calculate? Somebody taught you. And if you've ever had any career progress, somebody's voice was included in your story. Somebody did something. Somebody said something. Somebody signed something. In the world of answered prayer, it is true that God answers prayer. But trust me with the interplay of men. God is not a human resource manager. So he doesn't sign letters. Somebody will sign it. And if you don't care about people. Then you have short-circuited yourself from the world of answers. Somebody will approve something that has to do with your joy. Those who value relationship advance quickly in life. Write that down. Those who value relationship advance quickly in life. That is why the latest thing to actually pursue is not just intelligent quotient. If you have a first class when it comes to your course and you are, you are no class when it comes to relationship, you have signed yourself for backwardness. I have seen people, sir, who don't have your first class, who, don't, who didn't even go to school. But they are advancing in life beyond those who went to school. Why? They understand how to run relationships. People hold keys in their hands. Doors respond to keys. And men hold keys in their hands. You cannot dishonor relationships and advance in life. Listen to me. The height of your dishonor for relationship will always be reflective when it comes to the lack of progress in your life. I have not seen anybody who dishonors relationship and advances in life. No. I have not seen anybody who rises and dishonors relationships and stay long at the top. You're going to come down.
two of the greatest gift that God must give to you after giving you Jesus and the Holy Ghost two of the greatest gift apart from Jesus the Holy Ghost and the gift of a pastor is I will give you pastor after my heart so a pastor is a gift to you all right outside of all those spiritual ones two major gifts you need you need the gift of men the gift of the right men in your life the gift of the right kind of people in your life and the gift of money the gift of what money and the lord thy god that giveth you the power to do what sir to make wealth so don't be spiritual about the need to cry out for those gifts those who have it decide where you stay those who have these two gifts the gift of money and the gift of men trust me they will control the narratives of their days i was watching dangote they were interviewing him and they were saying sir we noticed that you even though you are not political so to say in your expression but we noticed you get involved in sponsoring political candidate and the way they asked him the question he could not dodge it and they mentioned some specific people and trust me anybody he has put his weight behind the person wins and then when the person wins policy does what favors them how many of you are aware that I think one of the presidents of the country is you know somebody was in Lagos recently a few days ago am I correct yeah. On Thursday, wait, 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 let me say something to you. You live in Abuja, you've not been visited by your president. You are next door to your president, he has not visited you. But your president took off, went to Lagos. There were schedule. I saw the schedule. He will go to Dangote cement factory, he will go to the oil, whatever. He had to go there, sir. Dangote is a private citizen of this country. But the president of this country had no choice than to go and visit him, sir. If a president is going somewhere, they block the airport. They shut down Lagos. God so kind that I just moved into the airport. The men were coming out to block the roads when I just moved. Even then, as soon as we got to the airport, boarded, they shut down the tarmac again. As though we were using the same, you know, axis to fly. They shut it down. By the time we got to Lagos, there was another chaos again. The whole of the span towards Ekbe, I learned some people could even go to work. I learned literally people were being flogged on the road to stay off the way. The citizens were being flogged because the president was going to see a major citizen. And go get out of the road, all of you. Get out. We're going to see somebody that matters. <laughs> are you hearing me we flog all of you out park your car somewhere but i'm going to the hospital if you die on the road that's okay it is called the gift of money and the gift of men
you have signed up to be ignored if you ignore these two gifts. Don't love money, but please value it. The Bible says money answered it, what man? Uh, you don't, don't play with the scriptures. Don't play with the scriptures. You don't speak in tongues, don't you have to pay school fees? Sapila kata. Sporna, yeah, yeah. Shay. The Lord just told me we'll bless this school. Amen. Give us our school fees. The gift of men. The honor of a king is usually in the multitude of men. See, this your soloism is a dangerous thing you must stop embracing. It does not help. It will never help you further than where you are. of you enjoyed the music here today? How many of you enjoyed the music? Imagine that I come here to play keyboard. Then I saw somebody come inside the, I said, hold on. Then I went there to receive the guest. And I saw somebody at the car park and I said, everybody, hold on. Then I went to receive. The... We are having the quality of service today because of the gift of what, sir? Gift of men. Gift of men. I don't care about people. I is only God. Really? God. <laughs> I open your eyes to some things today. See, apart from your brilliance, that you are good at your course and you are academically sound, you have high IQ, please go for social intelligence. Huh? I beg, see, learn how to relate to people. Let me talk to single sisters. The reason you are single, you have a bad attitude. Bad attitude. Your attitude sucks. It sucks. Is that a correct English? Did I speak correct English? 27, is that 21st century English? It sucks. See, see how beautiful you are. See how beautiful lady. David asked the question, is there not a reason why you are not married now? Is there not a, it's not about it, it's your attitude. Attitude. And they don't they tell you since you did small. Cry. Your mouth is like razor. You they cut. Your cutting is even more than that of surgeons. Surgic, when you speak to a man, you surgically operate him. Haven't you spoken to a man and he hit his head on the wall? Say, why am I not married? Why? Jesus! Anyway, you put your mouth. Sound doctrine. <laughs> mouth. The Bible says it's better. What's the word? It is better, mommy. The Bible says it's better to stay where, sir? Talk to me, sir. Where? Roof. That the roof there. Rooftop. That's the word. The Bible says in the wilderness. Because some of those women, if you sit at the rooftop, you will see be hearing them. 
She can make you fall from a rooftop. Some of you, your mouth, you they hide, Abby. Make you say there, oh, you go die there. So you, who want to die there? <laughs> if you now marry the Yoruba girls, that say the some areas I won't mention, where they wake up into abuse. You know, like they greet each other with abuse. <laughs> I didn't mention anywhere. If you mention anywhere, you're in trouble myself. I went somewhere. I went to greet my aunties and all of that in one part of the country, you know. <laughs> and as soon as I got there in the morning, they came out. Bele, Babe. I'm like, well, what? What? Just like that, people just start insulting you. You've done nothing. But for them, it's not an insult, it's the way they greet. Uh, 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 don't mention this here. So they, they say all kinds. Some of you is rushing through your mind now. They use all kinds of insultive words, and it's normal. Imagine a woman growing from that place. Then you look at a man that wants to marry you, and you start throwing those missiles on him. A man that was raised in a place where there's decorum. Where there's courtesy. Where words like thank you, can I, may I, please. And, and, and that's why some of you are like, Namigo marry this mess, man. You, you see, it's. <laughs> I feel like asking you to raise your hand. You know that's what you've done. God forgive you. The man that should have married you have come and gone. Huh? But when the man says, oh, please, um, can we talk? And they say, um, thank you so very much. May I consider, should we look at this together? What's your thought? Um, so what do you think we should do? <laughs> Hello. Martha, come, I beg, come. <laughs> like, a woman, I marry you. <laughs> Because what you are used to is in 40. You are used to, before we start talking, pa! Let's talk. And after further conversation, pa! What do you think? <laughs> Praise God. There are men like that too. You grew up in very abusive environment. You saw your father beating your mom, kicking her. And when your father is coming home, he's a lion of the tribe of the house. Everybody else starts running around like rodents. You know, the children are like rodents. Your mother is like the biggest one running into a hole. Everybody has a hole in the house. And that's for you. It's a revelation of masculinity. Kai! A man needs to be feared. And you too, now you're in a relationship. I said, sit down. And you're talking to a liberated woman who knows her worth, not arrogance. A woman who just knows herself. She's worked for years to so know her self-esteem. And so when you tell her, I'm sorry, uh, you start using all these, your commanding tones, go sit down. Go 
And she's like, sorry, sweetheart, can we talk about what? No, about what you say we should go and do. No, my words are final. Like you are who? Like you are who? No wonder one day you just came back, you just saw a note on your table. I am gone. There's that calling on a family member. What have I done to her? You can't even recognize because you are so used to abuse. Help me look at your neighbor and say, it's like pastor is talking to you now. <laughs> hey, listen, you will never find yourself in a state in life where you never need people. A doctor will take care of you. A tailor will dress, will, will sew your clothes. Somebody will make your shoe. You are not a pilot, so you won't fly a plane. You will always need people in your life. life. Write that down. I will always need people in my life. You are a hypocrite if you say you don't trust people. A big hypocrite. What happened when you were flying a plane? Did you go to inspect the pilot? How can you say you don't trust people when you enter the plane, you didn't check the pilot? I'm talking to you about how to attract and keep destiny helpers. So I'll focus on how to attract them in this service within the next 20 minutes. Five things you must... Uh, but but let, let, listen to this. I think I need to drop this with you because it hit me so strong when the Lord dropped this in my heart. Please write this down. The older and the bigger you get in life, the more you will need relevant people in your life. The older and the bigger you get, the more you will need people in your life. The older and the bigger you get, the more you will need relevant people in your life. The older you get and the bigger you get, the more you need the right people in your life. Okay, so our church is getting bigger now. You are branch in this, you are branch in that. Am I the one pastoring in Galadima right now? No. Am I the one in the city center? No. Am I the one in Kubwa? No. Am I the one in Port No. Am I the person pastoring in Lagos? No. If it's got to get big, then you need people. So if you have a vision for big things, start mastering relationships. I just dropped something very heavy. Write it down. If you are having a vision for big things, start mastering. The most important skill to master is relationship skills. Five things you must never forget about relationship. Number one, relationship is the gateway to intimacy, fellowship, and disclosure. Relationship is the gateway to intimacy, fellowship, and disclosure. You can never be intimate with someone you don't relate with. And you can never fellowship with someone you are not intimate with. Vice versa. And the closer you get, the more you know. So it's dangerous to think you know me because you see me here. You don't know me. You only have an idea about who I am. My wife knows me more than my children because my wife is more intimate with me and fellowships more with me than my children. 
so if you want to know more get close write that down you want to know more get close the lowest form of knowledge is assumption it's dangerous to think you know somebody when you are not close to the person all of that is assumption and presumption Please write this down. Relationship is unique in function. Relationship is unique in function and in nature. Relationship is unique in function and in nature. Therefore, no relationship is of equal value. No relationship is of equal value. And I know by now you should have understood when you go to parties when you go to weddings i'm sure they, they have something they call high table am i correct that is to let you know what i'm talking about here all relationships are not of water please let's i'm sharing this with you so you don't get offended all relationships are not of what they're not of equal value what raises the value of relationship let me see if you catch what i said before what raises the value of relationship? Huh? Say it again. Intimacy level, fellowship level, proximity in short term. The closer somebody is to you, the more valuable the person is to you. Am I correct? So it's important to know that people who have access to your life are those that you value the most i was talking teaching yesterday on uh, our leadership academy our global leadership academy i was talking to them about becoming a person of influence by having faith in people those of you who attended the class of course must know that it was something that many kept talking about how that it blessed them so here's the point stop looking for high table in the life of somebody when you occupy low table in your relationship with him Reverend Sam Adiyemi was going to learn it a very hard way I will never forget driving with him I was driving him away heading to the airport and there was one case that will always stand out for Reverend Sam it was, I think, his 40th or 50th birthday. I can 40th, I think, birthday. And sir, during that birthday, and I learned a lot from that. During that birthday, come and see people came. And then Pastor Sheyola Dimeji saw one woman who did not come. Say, ah, madam, one of their big women in church. Say, ah, madam, what happened? We didn't see your pastor's birthday. <laughs> she says, my pastor is not my friend. Is my what? It's my pastor. It's not my friend. He pastors me, but he's not a friend with me. We don't have anything in common. So if it has to do with church and anything that has to do with church, I'll support that one. But it's birthday. Why do I have to come? The lesson, sir, is we must strive as much as possible to get close to people. That puts us in a precarious position. How do we do it as the church grows larger? Can you be 
personal with people from a very large standpoint. There is a wisdom that makes that happen. And I'm not talking about that today. So there are some of us who get offended. You go to an event. And let me say this. Beware of assuming you are close to somebody. Ha! Huh? And Papa's son. Really? When did we name you? It's so strange what is going on, sir. Somebody went to my bishop, Bishop Abiyue. This is, Mama, this just happened about four weeks ago. And the person went and met Bishop Abiyue and said, look, he said, I'm a very close friend of Reverend Sam. Because he wants to have favor with Bishop. So I'm a very close friend of Reverend Sam. Pastor, as I'm talking to you right now, I don't know who the person is. He said, I'm a very close friend of Reverend Sam. And he went there with bodyguards. So Bishop, first of all, that's where he got a knockout. Because all my time of going to Bishop's place, I drive myself. So first of all, he has contradicted the one that is close to me. That's not Severus Sam. If you are close to him, that's not Reverend Sam. I enter Bishop's office alone. I don't even go with the PA. And as soon as I enter there, I prostrate on the ground. It's his culture. Before I say anything, I put my gift on the table. He prays for me. So this guy came in with bodyguard, security guard. Police. <laughs> guy. And sir, he said he wanted Bishop to come and preach in his church. As soon as he finished, Bishop called me and said, Reverend sir, before, sorry, before Bishop's call came, as soon as he left Bishop's office, he got my number from somebody in PFM. Hey, Reverend Sam, how are you doing, sir? I said, very well, man of God. Oh, he said, it is me, man of God. I am so-and-so. He said, I mentioned his place. in so-and-so place. And after he said all that, the next thing, Pastor, barely 45 minutes later, I got another call. Hello, Reverend Sam. I'm like, yeah, I'm in church. I came to see you. I said, sorry, sir. <laughs> Who told you that I'm in church today? I'm not in church. He said, sorry, is there any way we can meet? I said, sorry, there's no way. I didn't know what was going on. It was after he left, then Bishop called me. He said, Reverend Sam, your friend came here. <laughs> I said, Daddy, who's my friend? He mentioned that. I said, Daddy, I don't even know the name you are mentioning. He said, don't you know so so, so church? I said, Daddy, I don't know the name of the church. So daddy said to me, say, Sam, and that's what you never know about fathers. When you show up before them, they will always inquire about you. He said, Sam, do a finding and get back to me. It took me two weeks. We dug into the case of this guy and got to discover that first of all, FHA is after this guy for fraudulent cases. Land he used manipulation to get from people. PFN have outlawed him. They don't want him in their midst. All kinds of rubbish. So I had to get down to PFN chairman, call, and I got, I, I never will do that. That's the first time I will do that on a man of God. Because a father wants me to do that. I said, Daddy, PFN said, if they see he, your picture with his own, they will tear down the poster. Here's the point I'm making. He assumes he's my friend. The worst thing you can ever do is to assume a level of relationship with someone in whose heart you do not occupy that space. 
Am I helping you this morning? Really? <laughs> you see, there's something about relationship. Thank you. Got time. Something about relationship. It determines the flow of wisdom and favor. Who you relate with determines what you carry. Look at your friends. You always resemble them. If you belong to the company of gossips, you will reflect them. Their harvest will be your harvest. Who are your friends? Murmurers and complainers. If those are your friends, relationship determines the flow of what they carry. Please write this one down. Relationship creates the platform for big requests and great results. Relationship creates the platform for big requests and great results. You can't ask for a million naira from somebody who quantifies your relationship not to be above 10 cents. I'm so sorry. What makes you qualify to ask me for one million naira? When even giving you 10 naira is something that I have to prayerfully consider. See, the reason I'm sharing all of you, all of this with us is that we all are most likely to be driven by what I call superficial relationships with great assumptions. You never hear me. How many times have you heard me call anybody my son here? If I call somebody my son, you should know somebody's my son. That you're a member of this church doesn't make you my son. That you're a pastor in this house doesn't make you my son. If I call you my son, it's an investment of my trust. And it comes to some sense of responsibility on my side. Because if I call you a son, it is my responsibility to ensure you never fail. You can't afford. So I determine certain things to decide to call you a son. I must have stretched you and see that you are somebody that has that capacity to handle certain levels of truth. He that the father loveth, he does watch sir. He chastised. Can you handle chastisement? The Bible says if you are without chastisement, you are not a son. I have not even rebuked you. You've gone away. What if I rebuke you? You will die. Huh? So there's a way to check who a son is. It's not by your offering. Your offering doesn't qualify you to be a son. I will share some things with you deeper because some of us, some of us really, I think, we get so offended by people who should not be offended at. You have no depth of relationship with them and you're offended that they didn't treat you. You came to their wedding and you're expecting them to mention your name. When they were mentioning hello, praise God, uh, so is here. Inside your heart, they said they wouldn't call my name. So is here, they wouldn't call my name. Then there are two more names I must mention. Say my name must be among the second to the last. They mentioned the second to the last, and the final they mentioned the last. And your day is spoiled. Why? Your name was not mentioned. Mama, your husband and I were at the church group conference in Lagos. And sir, 
from the beginning of the conference, as soon as I landed at the conference, oh my God, I said, Lord. So I didn't have an idea how much PPH has done. Ah, Reverend Sam, from registration board, Reverend Sam, can I take a picture of you? I'm like, Jesus, killing. what did I get myself into here now? And it, it's not a place where you can use mask so that I don't look like an unbeliever. So <laughs> you must learn to study environment. Is that okay? I went there with my mask, but when I look around, I see nobody's because unless <laughs> they pick me out as if I'm an unbeliever. So it makes it easy for people to identify. My mask covers me a lot. Oh my God. Okay, so there's a place for men of God. I came with the bishop. I came with the vice president of the church. We flew together. So I know where I'm supposed to sit. But I've attended conferences and I know what I'm looking for. And I know that sitting in that place, you sit up tight. You're mindful. Camera is looking at me, so you're behaving. You won't learn. And for me, I know I'm going to be hosting that kind of thing in my future. So I want to know how it is happening. So I go to registration stand. I see what they are trying to do. I try to walk around, go into their toilets, see what are they doing. So I sat at the back. So on the day when they were recognizing the men of God and all of that, few of the people they needed to recognize, Bishop Zohazo, Bishop Zohazo. So they now mention my name. And people started sending me text message. Are you here? Where are you? We are looking for you. And all of that. I didn't respond. Somebody then called me who has ignored me. He has ignored me now for close to 20 something years. He said, man of God, you know you are my mentor. I said, really? He said, when I heard your name that day, I told my wife, I am proud of this man of God. I won't tell you what he did. He said, I am proud of this man of God. He said, you know, we've always known from very childhood that you are going to stand out. See, you didn't prophesy that to me. You should have told me. That would have encouraged me. He says, you are my mentor. He said, I tell everybody now that you are the one that taught me ministry. I said, really? He says, I didn't know the day I taught you ministry. Let me quickly warn you, the higher you go, the more careful you should be in making new friends at the top. Be wise enough to discern those who are interested in what you have become and what you have other than who you are. Wisdom is the only thing that will make you know the difference. Wisdom is the only thing that will make you know the difference. Let me give you this few thoughts. I'll just drop it with you and then I'll elaborate like I said in the second service. How do you attract destiny helpers? Number one, write this down quickly. The first key to securing and attracting and attracting and securing destiny helpers is to pursue God as the source helps. Pursue God as the source of all helps. All helpers and partners are channels. God remains what? The source. Please. God took four years to teach me Psalm 21 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not what? 
one. So God is the source. Somebody say source. Please say it again. Say source. Channels can change. The source remains. And there are moments in your life when God will deliberately shut down a channel for several reasons. Never forget that the loss of a channel is not equal to the loss of the source. You have wept too much over the loss of channel like you lost the source. Those who have the source don't cry over channels that are blocked. I really want to help you today. I want to free you from this over-dependence on things you should not depend on. Your energies are misdirected. It's time for you to gain your focus back. I will look up to the hills. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence comet what? One comet what? My help. Verse 2 says, My help cometh from what? The Lord which made the heavens and the earth. He is your source. Somebody say, God is my source. Going to the university without a father and without a sponsor taught me this. Sir, you see this kind of suit, right? I'm talking about cotton, real cotton from Germany. My pastor will bring 23 of them from Germany. I said, Sam, take. He calls me Samu. He says, Samu, take. Sir, he will bring 30 ties, silk ties. I'm talking about 1994, sir. 94. Double, this double-breasted whatever you're wearing now. 94. From Germany, sir. They, my pastor will bring, say, come, Samu, take. to be giving them out. Sir, I went to Petroleum Training Institute in Worry. No sponsor, no father, no mother. But trusting in the source. I went to school not knowing how I would sustain myself in a very expensive school. If you know PTI, you know what I'm talking about. My mother saw my admission, she wept. I said, Mommy, why are you crying? She's here. She said, where will we, will we get money from? But she had taught me something when my father died. She said, son, now you will look up to the Lord God Almighty to take care of you. With all humility, I say today, no family member anywhere say, come and see you. You remember where the one that did, did what? Did nothing. I learned to make God my source very early in my life. Sir, so it was so beautiful that I'll be leaving school with surplus, taking care of those who had parents. The channels can be seasonal and the channels can be for a lifetime. Never try to make a seasonal channel a lifetime channel. Reproach will be what will follow. Wisdom will give you the understanding that there are Simons of Cyrene 
who will only carry your cross to Golgotha. But once they get to Golgotha, so their mission in your life is what? It's over. Don't look for Simon after the cross. His mission in your life is what? It's gone. Stop looking for the donkey that is to carry you into Jerusalem to carry you out of Jerusalem. You will abuse privileges. I'm simply saying, may God give you wisdom to understand the concept of source and channels. This will change your life. For those of us who are pastors, it's important, pastor, by now you should know. Members come, members. Some of you looking at me right now, Papa, how are you? And Papa, please don't leave us, stay with us. You are encouraging me to stay, but you're on the move. It's a beautiful thing about church. I've never seen that kind of thing. Members will be telling Pastor, Papa, please, where are you? Papa, you travel a little. Papa, stay with us. Papa, you are telling me stay with you, but you're already processing your Australian visa. Then one day you now come and say, Papa, sorry. You know, Papa, um, we were not sure it was just going to work. We're just trying something. So finally the trial worked. So Papa, I just want to let you know that we are going to Australia. Ah, but I thought you told me to stay. Why don't you also stay with me? No, Papa, we are going there. Papa, you know TTC will be coming to Australia now. <laughs> members come and members will watch. Uh, make God to be your source. Nothing destroys pastors like over-dependent on members as the source. Same thing with young girls. God just moved in the heart of a man to just bless you once. And you are not discerning enough to know whether it is once or for a season and that you want it to be for a lifetime. Including turning him now to becoming what? A source. Instead of what? A channel. And you'll be willing to do anything for the source. Pursue God as your source. He is a source of true help. Number two. Please write this down because I'll, I'll be jumping out of here now. Write this down. Pursue relationships for his glory and for the benefit of humanity. If you want destiny helpers, let God see your heart. That the reason you want destiny help us and, and destiny will it's not for personal show. I have this guy, I have that. No, 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 no. The reason why you need help us is what, sir? For what reason? For God's glory, the advancement of God's cause, and the betterment of humanity. Please write this down. God meets your needs, but He doesn't sponsor your greed. God will not risk partners to sponsor your greed. Seek ye first, and most importantly, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, Matthew 6, 33, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first. The reason why you want a good relationship, a good husband, a good wife, a good whatever, should be because of God's glory and the advancement of his kingdom. Number three, Pursue relationships with commitment and dedication to excellence. 
you want to attract destiny helpers be committed to excellence at your level excellence at your level in mark 7 37 the bible says some people look at jesus and they say kai he has done all things very well that's what excellence is all about he has done all things what sir if you are sowing so well it attracts helpers am i correct sir as somebody will look at the way you are sowing and um sorry young man why are you not doing it in a big way like one of our brothers he was talking to me how that somebody saw his dresses uh your clothes somebody they saw his dress and that's how they opened him up to presidents sewing for presidents one day come he says they sent private jet to come and carry me i said to do what to sew they don't have tailor in their country they have tailors but they saw something Somebody has said, listen, I like the way you do your work. I'm ready to invest in you. You cannot do mediocre jobs and be asking for partners. So come and partner with what? Help me look at your neighbor and say, step up your game. Let me say this to everyone who wants to get married. You will attract a wife or husband at the level of your excellence or mediocrity. An excellent woman will not be connected to a man who is a mediocre in the way he lives. She will notice that there's just something not making up. She'll say, I don't know why the chemistry, she'll call it chemistry, she'll call it connection. She wouldn't even know what she's talking about. Give your best at your level to what you do. One trouser is not a sin. Having one is not a curse. Many started from there. I'll take my terrilene or what you call that kind of material. Take that trouser, sir. I'll wear it. Two, three days. Yeah, it's looking neat. Three shirts. I use blue on this one to the white on the, the other hand. Like, just change the tops. And when I show up, you're like, hey, man, it's looking. You know? It's one trouser. And I had the sandals that look like that of Jesus Christ. You know, just perforated sandals. Hey, what I'm saying is, look your best at every time. Sorry, ma. You remember when we were in the classroom? We will decorate classrooms, sir. Sir, we so decorated the classroom at the top. The owner of the school came. They were looking for, the owner of the school said he wants to give the biggest classroom to one of the churches in that place. You remember that day, sir? And, and some churches were trying to go like meeting. Sorry, sir. Some churches that are bigger than ours at that time. And with their speakers blasting, we can't even hear ourselves. They went to him and they were trying to block him. He said, no, I'm going to make this decision by myself. He said, I want to see the church that merits that place. And he came. When he passed by that church, one of the biggest churches at the top, when he passed by them towards us, the pastor of the church, he followed him. I was trying to convince him why he should give it to them. And the man came, I was just standing, and he came and he looked into our place with the way mama combined gold with wine. Hi, I'm trying to remember the other color. Adafuin, green. Because that was mama's favorite color, green. We combined gold, silk material, green, everything, wine. But you could tell that if these people had much more, they would do better. 
So excellence is not a reflection of how much you have. It's how much you can do with what you have. Making the best of every moment. Looking sharp. When you are going for an interview, you look sharp. You don't reflect your situation. Is that a prophecy that this is how you remain? And now I want that so that they will be sympathetic with me. Who gives you a job out of sympathy? See our guys, when they are coming here, uh, singers will come and sing. Some of them may, may be looking for a job, but they clean their shoes. I've told them, I said, make sure you, there's a brush there. Anybody coming to lead prayer, I left an instruction with them. Make sure the church buy eh, something. So that when you are coming up to, you polish your shoe. Don't come and be say, praise the Lord. God will change your life. We need your shoe to change. I'll see you in the second service. God bless you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast through your giving and donations, kindly click on the donate button or visit www.samoyepodcast.com. Don't forget to join us daily for the Prophetic Prayer Hour with Rev Sam Oye via YouTube channel at Rev Sam Oye. Also, if what you desire is a change in your faith, family, and financial life, then experience the unraveling ministry of Rev Sam Oye by being in any of our life-transforming services. Log on to www.thetransformingchurch.org for details. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitter at Rev Sam Oye. Thanks again. I'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>